Joining me now for Locked On Gators, like he does every single Saturday that there's a Florida Gators game, Tyler Fornis. And Tyler, we're, we're trying to make some money this week, as, as we have done quite often this year. Florida Gators, Texas A&M at Kyle Field, which I don't think is as scary this year as it has been before. You lost to App State on that field. You immediately lose... <laughs> a lot of your fear factor that's over there. But still, the spread, Texas A&M minus three. How do you feel about it? Well, if you're going to go by history, the, the Gators should be able to cover the spread. And the last time they went to Kyle Field was 2020, and they lost to Texas A&M by three. I remember that game vividly. I was in South Padre Island watching the game, and then my wife was mad at me because I – wasn't on the beach and I was sitting in the room <laughs> watching a football game and you got it. And I mean, it was, it was during like the back end of the worst part of the pandemic. So, you know, things were a little, a little weird, but uh, this Gator team should be able to beat Texas A&M. I'm the one thing that worries me is Connor Wegman and Wegman five-star recruit out of Texas. Uh, listen, this guy can play football and he's, arguably a better talent than both Max Johnson and Haynes King, um, even though Haynes King was also a five-star. This scheme that Texas A&M runs is so bad, I don't even think that they would want to run it in JV football. It's atrocious. They don't use space well. They don't use motion. They don't put their players in position to be successful. It's like 1995. No, I'm going to run the I formation. Listen, Jimbo, get with the program. You got lucky you won a national title in 2015. That doesn't mean your scheme is good. It means you had a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. And even though he made a bunch of mistakes, you had a bunch of uber talented players to be able to cover up for him. The next year, you got ran off the field by Oregon. So let's not talk about, hey, national championships. At, at the end of the day, you are nothing. It's yeah. It's incredible that Jimbo still is this stubborn bring in a guru and just run a creative offense. It's, it's okay. It is okay. But because of that gives Florida an advantage that defensive line for Texas A&M has a lot of talent on it, but they haven't been able to produce nearly to the level that you would have wanted to see. Hell app state has six top 1000 recruits in like the last eight years. Last year, Texas A&M signed eight, five stars. They're, the coaching is not putting this team up to be successful. And Texas A&M has they, – they got beat last week by Ole Miss. They, they have lost some pretty brutal games, and they were only able to put up 17 on a, t on a Miami team that Duke put up 45. <laughs> like, take Florida here. Feel good about it. Florida, if you – if it was just the third quarter, Florida dominated Georgia. They need to fix the first, second, and fourth. But it's not like this team is so far away from being really, really good. This team has potential. It has talent. And thankfully, Kamari Wilson is still on the team. <laughs> yeah, th thankfully, Kamari is still there. That eye is pretty important when <laughs> we're talking about it here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you you mentioned it. Like this, this scheme for Texas A&M is just so bad. It's a kindergarten scheme. It, it really is. And even on... The Friday preview, usually I'll do like three things you need to do to beat a team on offense and on defense. And for defense, I was like, look, just play man because they're not creative at all. Like you got to watch a few routes and that's it in the passing game. Play man, blitz the hell out of them, win the game. 
Uh, also, as you mentioned with Jimbo, he's got to be like one of the most overrated coaches out there, right? Like, like I, I hate that people talk about him, not even as, as a head coach. I hate that people talk about Jimbo as like, he gets quarterbacks to the NFL. Like, Sure, he gets them to the NFL. Are they yeah. good in the NFL? Yeah, they don't do anything there. I will say Jameis has improved very recently. He improved after a rocky start where he didn't. That improve. was not due to Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, no, it had nothing to do with Jimbo, which is why I'm just like, Jimbo is wildly overrated. I will also say that I I know you're a Vikings guy. I liked Kellen Mond coming out of the draft. I hated him as a college quarterback because he was so clearly average but he still never lost to the Florida Gators. And that drives me crazy. You mentioned the 2020 game where your wife was mad at you. Um, I, I didn't get anybody mad at me, but I know that during that 2020 game, I was texting someone who many people know as the footwork king, um, whether you know him through Instagram or Twitter, he's the footwork king. Yeah, he's king. awesome. Yeah, and I texted him and I was just like, hey man, like Isaiah Spiller had like a long run. And I was just like, if Isaiah Spiller causes Texas A&M to beat the Florida Gators, like, you're going to have to tell him to see me because I am, I am not accepting this L kindly. And of course, Texas A&M won that game. But looking at the money line, Florida plus 150, Texas A&M minus 170. I will tell you all, I already put money on Florida to win this game. There we go. Um, the one interesting thing about this game, and I'm not going to tell you to not bet the money line because I do like the odds at plus 150. I can see this being a close game where Florida ends up losing. And that's why the spread here is very intriguing to me, even though I believe it's a minus 110. This is still a raucous atmosphere. Texas fans, like not, I'm not talking the University of Texas. I'm talking football fans in the state of Texas. It is like a disease and it is a beautiful disease. But because of that, they are absolutely insane. Um, one of my bosses at the 5 million websites I work for <laughs> lives in College Station, and he talks about how it's basically all about Texas A&M football, and he doesn't go anywhere on game days because it's just insanity. Um, these fans care. They love the Aggies, and they will be loud and raucous, even with Jimbo running a kindergarten-level scheme. And hey, that's being nice. I would have said pre-K. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's that bad. Um Florida plus 150 is pretty juicy. I will say to give uh, some bonus material to the viewers, I did put a bunch of money on Tennessee to money line to beat Georgia. Now, we both hate Tennessee. We both hate Georgia. I don't think Georgia can keep up with Tennessee's offense, and that offense has scored on some pretty damn good defenses. Now, Georgia's going to be the best they've faced, but they were able to hang up points on on Kentucky, they just annihilated them. They made Alabama look silly for most of that game. They can put up 40 on Georgia. I don't know if Stetson Bennett's going to be able to put up 40 on Tennessee. This episode's brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. It's easy to play and win cold, hard cash. And I know that this weekend, for this game specifically, the way that I will make money, Montreal Johnson rushing yards, Anthony Richardson rushing yards and Devin Akane rushing yards or A-Chain rushing yards for Texas A&M because you, you can't pick them all from the same team. Why not pick the guy that's going up against a, a bad run defense, right? Why not do it? You can sign up with the promo code locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, you get another $100 free. 
I mean, Seth Bennett barely put up 40 on Florida. So I, I don't know. But uh, I will say that this game, there, there's one part that's very intriguing for me for this Florida game, which, by the way, yes, we both hate Tennessee. We both hate Georgia. I think mm-hmm. the thing to do is use your brain, not your heart, bet, and at least make some money on the game. And be happy. Always, you cannot bet with fanhood. If you bet with fanhood, you will lose. It may take longer than others, but you will lose. You have to be smart when it comes to betting. Yeah, if you're going to bet on fanhood, just just donate the money somewhere else. Sign up for the Gator Collective if that's what you're going to do, because you're you're just going to lose that money anyway, and you might as well maybe help get some recruits with it. Um, But but the last thing to talk about for this game, the over-under for Florida-Texas A&M is 55.5, and and this is – I think it's an interesting over-under because – Mm-hmm. Uh, the spread for or the over under for Florida Georgia was fifty six and a half. This is a game between two very bad defenses. I don't care what you say about Texas A and M's passing passing defense stats. You don't have to throw the ball against them when you could just run it for five yards per carry anyway. So I think that the the fifty five and a half over under is interesting to me because it's two offenses that haven't been good against two defenses that haven't been good. So it's kind of just like, are we just expecting? chaos in this one or what um listen i i would consider the under here as good as florida's offense has proven to be they are not consistent and the only consistencies that we've really seen from this florida offense is you don't know what anthony richardson's going to give you game in and game out despite the insane talent like we've compared him to josh allen as far as raw tools and that is not an absurd comparison because the, it is incredibly similar what Allen is able to do on the field and what Richardson is able to do. And can he ever put it together to a point where he's going to be a really good quarterback? We don't know. He's so young. He's nine starts into his career. And let's be honest. He's really eight because that one start last year, like Dan Mullen basically just put him out to die to shut everybody up. Like it was embarrassing how that was handled. And I really I don't know what to expect from this Texas A&M team. They put up 28 against an o, a pretty okay Ole Miss defense, but that Ole Miss defense was reeling from getting walloped in the second half by LSU. The under is pretty tasty here, especially if we see Wegman and Richardson turn the ball over a couple times apiece. Brenton Cox, obviously, I know you've talked about it ad nauseum. He's no longer on this football team. That's going to make things a lot easier for the Texas A&M offense because of what Cox was able to do off the edge. I I really don't know. I probably wouldn't touch this at all. Yeah, I, I could promise you I am not touching the over. Because I, I'm expecting either, you know, 13-10 or something insane, like 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 40 to 38 or something. 72-64. Yeah, it's just going to be – it's going to be – a messy game is all I know. Whether it's messy for the offense or messy for the defense, mm-hmm. it's going to be messy. And that's pretty much all I know. But thank you so much, Tyler. This was Tyler Fornes. Catch him on Twitter at The Real Forno. Catch him here every Saturday that there's a Florida Gators game. Or if there ever happens to be, you know, a Florida Gators game on a not Saturday that isn't against an FCS program, he will be here for that one as well. Bingo, bango.